We know you stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Be heard. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We thank Rodney Barnes for dropping by to see us and uh, celebrate his new release, his graphic novel out today, Blackula. Return of the King. Continue our conversation now about underrepresentation in Hollywood uh, during this award season. Uh, of the 111 directors hired to help make the 100 top grossing movies last year, just 9% were women. What gives? Acclaimed writer director Crystal Robeson joins us now for a conversation about that and more. Crystal, good to have you on the program. How are you today? Hi, good day, Travis. I'm well, and yourself? If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm delighted to have you on and uh, want to just uh, start by um, celebrating um, your work and uh, uh, your um, your contributions. Uh, been following you and watching your stuff uh, for years in a variety of ways and just delighted to have a, a chance to talk to you about all of that. Let me start with those numbers, uh, Crystal, that I mentioned a moment ago. 111 directors hired to make the top 100 grossing top grossing movies last year, just 9% women. Um, in 2023, how do you read those numbers, Crystal Roberson? You know, um, I, I tend to read them in a way of, uh, I, I'm comparing them to the, the past years beforehand where there were more like 2% and 3%. Um, so even though it's 9%, it, it, it feels like we are growing in a good direction. I just hope that the numbers continue to grow. Um, even though it's only 9%, it's still better than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, and tell me a bit more about mm-hmm. your journey specifically as an African-American woman. Well, um, my journey has been um, an interesting one. I worked up from the bottom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I started as an intern working for free on film sets and television movie sets. Um, and I literally just worked my way up uh, from an assistant all the way up to a director, producer. Um, and it was tough. You know, I had to be aggressive. I had to, sh- to to let people know, like, hey, I know what I'm doing. I had to prove myself over and over again um, until someone felt the need to give me a shot. Um and uh, and and I don't regret any of it. Um, I'm happy that I, I had to work hard because I think it it makes me a better director and a and a better leader now because I know what all the people who are who who work for me all the I know what all those people have been through. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it has helped a lot in mm-hmm. my in my journey. In preparing for our conversation, mm-hmm. I, I was reading a piece, uh, and you tell me if this is true or not. I. I, I uh, don't believe everything I read, but I want to make sure that when I do reference something that I've read, that I give you a chance to disabuse me of uh, of what I've read if it wasn't true. Uh, but I, I but I mm-hmm. was fascinated by a story I read about you uh, that suggested that you were inspired in 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 part uh, to pursue this as a career by a scene in Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple. Is that true? Mm-hmm. That is true. T- tell yes. me, tell me, tell me the story. Tell um, me, tell me, we all know the movie. Tell me the scene and tell me the story. Yeah, well, um, I started off as a photographer. I grew up in a small town called Macon, Georgia, and I worked at this small camera shop. And I was just always drawn to how pictures, you know, are the only thing that we really have that allows us to savor memories, mm-hmm. um, memories of our of our families, of our friends. Um, and, and so I grew up loving photography. And The Color Purple was the movie that I was watching when I realized that movies were motion pictures. Mm. And it seems like a simple idea, but at the time, 
it blew my mind. And um, it was specifically the scene. Um, it's after Celie, uh, when she was a young girl and, and she was hit by Mr. And there's a moment where she's running home and she stumbles on a rock mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a bloody fingerprint that's left on that rock. And I, it, in that moment, I was like, that's a photograph that tells a story. And in a way, that's all that movies and, and TV shows are. They're, they are moving photographs that tell us a story. And I just fell in love with it from there. And I've been in love ever since, you know. Mm. Oh, since you went there uh, and we're moving into Black History Month uh, tomorrow, in fact, um, when you look back on The Color Purple beyond even just that scene, what do you make of that classic film? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's a movie that it's a type of movie that I strive to make. In terms of when you can watch a movie, know all the words, want to watch it over and over again. I mean, um, it just it just puts you in the world of these people um, and you and you want it to live there with them and you want it to go through this with them over and over again. Um, I think that that's what the greatest movies are able to do. You know, they're able to, to, to bring us in, capture us. And 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 uh, want us to do it, you know, where we want to do that time and time again. Um, mm. That's what I love so much about the color purple, and I also love the sisterhood in that movie, the friendship in that movie, the triumph of the human spirit in that movie. You know, um, that's something that I think that is also important about telling stories um, on that platform is that we give people, you know, hope we, we, we let people know you're not alone. Mm. There are other people who have gone through this. There are other people who have experienced hardships and, you know, you're not the only one. And and maybe there's some understanding there that you, that you might've not felt before watching a particular movie. So, um, I just think they're so important. And I think the color purple in, in, in particular, um, that coming of age story of this young girl having gone through so much over her life, you know, it, you just leave that movie just feeling a different way. Yeah. Um, so it's always been one of my favorites. Um, and, you know, introducing Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, yeah. come on, you know, yeah. speaking <laughs> yeah. of, speaking of uh, feeling some sort of way, uh, I felt some sort of way last night. I hadn't I hadn't put these two things together, Crystal, until I was, again, just reading more and preparing for our conversation last night. So um, uh, The Color Purple doesn't just star a woman named Whoopi Goldberg. It also stars a woman named Oprah Winfrey. Uh, and, yes, it does. And uh, you, you, might, you probably see where I'm going here. So I'm, I'm, I'm laughing last night uh, thinking about the fact that the movie that inspires you uh, to not just be a photographer, but to be more than just a photographer, nothing wrong with that, uh, being a photographer, mm-hmm. that is. But the movie that inspires you is a movie right. called The Color Purple in which Oprah Winfrey uh, is one of the stars. Uh, and uh-huh. you are known these days for work on a lot of shows, including a show called Greenleaf on the mm-hmm. own television <laughs> network. Uh, you, you, you see what I did just there? You see what I did there? You see what I did there? You see what I did yes. there? Um, but, but, but so, so talk to me, talk to me about how it feels, uh, to have watched Oprah in the color purple and been inspired by that movie. And then years later, you have successfully charted your life beyond just photography to now directing Greenleaf on the own network. Yeah. I mean, it is very surreal. It's very surreal. There there's moments um, where I'm in awe um, of what God has done in my life Mm. and um, in in the the full circle Mm -hmm. of, of 
God has done in my life. I'm I'm sitting here now in Macon, Georgia, on location of a show that I'm producing and directing. I grew up in Macon. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's where I was working at the camera shop, and I'm 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 producing a show on the same street that um, that I used to work in high school at at the camera shop, and 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 seeing Oprah, meeting her in person, and, and working with her. Um, on green leaves. It was just, I mean, Tavis, it, it was absolutely surreal. Um, but there are those moments where it's like so exciting, but you do have to, for a moment, take that and bottle it up and tuck it away for later because in the moment you have a job to do, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to be present in that job and you have to give that story your full, um, you know, attention and responsibility. Um, and so, you know, there are those moments that are like, wow, you know, where I want to jump up and down and, and I'm in awe, but the awe, you, you do have to learn how to, you know, maintain it and tuck it away for later when I, you know, when I get back home and I'm able to like jump up and down and mm-hmm. call my mama, you know, but it is, it is a very big deal. Yeah. No, it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. There's a big smile on my face right now for those watching on the live stream. There's a huge <laughs> smile on my face. I just revel, uh, not only in the humanity and dignity of our people, uh, but I, I I am I, I celebrate and I'm so inspired by the stories of people who have done exactly what you've done and I've been fortunate in my career to talk to pretty much everybody and so I've I've I've, I've been a part of these conversations with all kinds of people including Oprah and others who have who have uh, made this journey uh, uh-huh. and they've started from places and parts unknown and they end up uh, being known by the world and so just to hear you recount the story of having grown up in Macon. Uh, and now you're there literally uh, on the phone with me on location, directing and producing a project on the same street where you used to work uh, in that uh, photography shop. It's just an amazing, amazing full circle moment. And so I'm going to step aside yeah. for a moment. I, I'm going to step aside for a moment and just and just breathe and just take this in uh, because it's inspiring to me. And I suspect to those who are listening as well uh, that uh, you got to do the work. Uh, there's no shortcut. You have to do the work. But if you do the work, people will recognize that. If you do the work, people will see that. If you do the work, people will honor that. And more importantly, if you do the work, God will do the rest. Uh, and that's the message that Crystal Robeson is bringing to us right now. More with her when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Conversations that matter. matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. So, Crystal Robinson, I was just talking before you came on uh, earlier than, earlier in this hour with Rodney Barnes, who's working on a great writer and producer, who's working on a Jack Johnson project at HBO. And here you are as the only black director for HBO's The Gilded Age's forthcoming season. What was that experience like for you? Oh, my goodness. That, that experience was amazing. Uh, we had so much fun. What I love about The Gilded Age is that um, the black storyline in the Gilded Age is, is about the black elite. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's in the late 1800s. And, you know, usually when we tell stories about black people in the late 1800s, you know, it's centered around slavery or maids or, you know, that sort of thing, which is also a story to be told, um, you know, in its own right. But it was just very refreshing um, to see, you know, a story about, you know, the black elite. And um, the main uh, character in that story is the daughter of a, a, a man who owns a pharmacy. Um, 
of of a, of a very affluent uh, black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it was just really, really amazing. Uh, it was really amazing. And and then also just to like, you know, the horses and the carriages and the, and the costume design and all of that stuff. I mean, we just built the world. And so it was really exciting for me, I have to say. You know, I know you can probably feel the excitement no, I feel, I, from I, me, right? I do. I feel it and I hear it, as, as does the audience. Um, tell me about, I've been reading about this. I'm trying to understand it. Tell me more about your producing director work for Disney's Genius Project. Yeah, so uh, Genius is an anthology project that every season they they do a different genius Mm. so season one was einstein season two was pablo picasso season three was aretha franklin Mm. and um i wanted to get a be a part of the aretha franklin season um but the schedule didn't work out that was i think they filmed that right in the midst of COVID. so when it came around again um i just made sure i was like please you know i need a meeting with the with the genius crew i always have loved the show always have loved the show and this season they are chronicling um malcolm x and martin luther king jr mm. comparing and contrasting the lives of these two men right next to each other so i just thought that was so cool and 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 brilliant and interesting um and so i was you know, not only was I brought on to direct um, a few episodes, um, I'm the producing director, which means I produce the overall season of the show, and then I direct certain episodes of the show. Um, but I've been working with the showrunners to, you know, just try to make the best story possible. You know, of course, Malcolm and Martin have huge legacies um, that we want to honor mm-hmm. and that we want to make sure are, are done right. So, um, so we're just here right now. We're here in Macon, Georgia, filming a scene from, you know, the 1950s. And, um, you know, we're, we're here just making sure that the story is told and, and that it's told correctly. So I'm really excited about this one too, Tavis. No, as we say in Georgia, that's high cotton. That's high cotton to be, uh, to be responsible for those <laughs> legacies. But, but it means something, again, to be from Georgia. Uh, which is obviously critical uh, yes. to, the, to the civil rights era. It's part of the part of the storyline. There is no storyline uh, about our journey through civil rights and prior to uh, without um, stopping in the in the state of Georgia. My father is born and raised in Georgia, just outside of Savannah. So that's part of my legacy as well. But it's a it's a powerful yeah. thing to be able to tell a story about these two iconic men, and as you well know. Uh, I was just telling somebody the other day, having written a book about Dr. King uh, in my in my body of work, the irony is that both of them, mm-hmm. both of them dead at the age of 39, both assassinated at the age of 39 and uh, uh, mm-hmm. we both gone too soon. But for you to be working on a project that you're producing, directing and just overall overseeing, uh, telling the story of the genius of both of these men is something that we celebrate as well. Our remaining moments with Crystal Robertson when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Your assumptions and expanding your inventory of ideas. Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Krista Robertson, you're having such great success uh, out of Macon, Georgia, uh, in your career as a producer mm-hmm. and director. I want to close our conversation um, by going back to where we started, and that is um, uh, trying to wrestle with these numbers uh, that are getting better. Mm-hmm. Again, again, in case uh, you just tuned in, uh, we're talking to Krista Robertson. Uh, brilliant producer and director, and we've been talking in this hour about underrepresentation 
in Hollywood, even as we are in the mm-hmm. season of awards in this town. Um, I said earlier that there were 111 directors hired to make the 100 top grossing movies last year. And of that 111, just 9% were women. Crystal um, suggested earlier that the numbers are getting better. They are, slowly. Um, And yet I'm wondering uh, what your take is on the future of women producing and directing projects in this business, particularly women of color such as yourself, Crystal. Yes. um, Yeah, I mean, they're getting better, but we do still have a long way to go. Um, and we can't take our eyes off the prize uh, just because they the numbers are getting better. Um, but I do believe that the future uh, will continue to see a rise in numbers. Uh, I think it's because I have so many young black women come up to me um, from time to time on set who say, you know, you're the first black woman you're the first woman who i've seen who looks like me Mm. doing what you do and now i'm inspired because i know that i can do it too Mm -hmm. and the more that that happens the the more uh women will go into into those roles in confidence knowing that they can do it and knowing that the road has been paved you know we have women like ava duvernay who hired all women for queen sugar to Mm -hmm. direct and you know the more that, that things like that continue happening, we'll see it slowly but surely. It's not going to happen overnight, uh, but I, you know, I'm an optimist, so I love to believe that things will continue to get better. But we can't rest on our laurels. Uh, we do have to continue to press, you know, toward that mark and 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 become better and better. Um, you know, in in whichever form of arts yeah. that we decide to to go. You know, well, Crystal Robertson is pressing toward the mark and she took uh, 30 minutes uh, to talk to us from a set in her hometown of Macon, Georgia. And I'm grateful for that. Crystal, all the best to you in the coming months and years. Thank you for taking time to talk to us and we will do it again soon, I hope. You too. Thank you for having me and thank you for all that you do, Tavis, all that you've done. You are you are kind to say that. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day. I appreciate you. All right, you too. All right. Uh, Crystal Robertson on KBLA Talk 15A. That's our show for today. Don't forget, tomorrow, first day of February, a lot of stuff happening here. Les Brown tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific Time will premiere his show, You've Got to Be Hungry. That show repeats every day at 6 p.m. starting tomorrow. At 4 p.m. tomorrow, it's the premiere of our new afternoon drive show, Arriva Martin in Real Time. Weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. That show uh, commences tomorrow. Also tomorrow, look out for the Metro K-Line train. You'll see the train tomorrow rolling down the tracks, wrapped in KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, Look for some familiar faces on that train. It'll be that way for the next 90 days. So check out the train tomorrow, wrapped in KBLA. And tomorrow, KBLA.store opens with all kinds of fresh merch. So be sure to log on to KBLA.store for some amazing merch and some great gift ideas. And don't forget, tomorrow at 9 a.m. in our first hour, uh, exclusive conversation with the sheriff of L.A. County, Robert Luna, who will join us live in studio. Busy day here tomorrow on the first day of Black History Month. Thanks for tuning in. Time now for the KBLA Midday Money Chain. Up next, the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson to be followed by Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts. Old money, new money. Either way, we got you covered here on KBLA Talk 1580. Until tomorrow morning, Lord willing, thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep the faith.